0: Welcome to the devotional Toddcast, hosted by Pastor Todd Walker and Crossroads Church in Littleton, New Hampshire. For the Toddcast tonight, I'm going to call this a DIY nightmare. Who's ever had a DIY nightmare? Yeah. Sometimes when you DIY, it doesn't go really well, does it? Sometimes it goes kind of the opposite of how you want it to go. Tonight we're going to call this a DIY nightmare. What does DIY stand for? Do it yourself. yourself. We love DIY in this country. We are the DIY country, I believe. Especially this part. Especially this part of the country. It seems most American when we DIY. It really does. Most of our lives when we DIY, we feel very American. The American dream is when we pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps so that we can feel that we're trusting the work will be done well And then when it's done well, we, of course, get the glory for when it's done well. And that's at least how it plays out for a lot of Americans. Christians, of course, even American Christians, do not claim a DIY approach to our spiritual lives, I hope. We've all understood by now that we cannot ever pull ourselves up from our own sinful holes that we've been buried in. A hole is too sinful. The hole is too deep. We are too weak. And even our attempts at cleaning ourselves up are too far below God's standard for Him to accept our attempts at becoming righteous. We need a Savior. Amen? We need a competent, strong, perfectly holy Savior who loves to save sinners. And thankfully, we have that exact Savior. And unless we understand that we need a Savior, we cannot become Christians. The entire basis and foundation of Christianity is the opposite of DIY. It's called grace. Grace can be defined as, I've heard a couple definitions for grace, but one of the definitions for grace is the divine power and help to do what otherwise would be impossible for us to do. We all know by now that we need God's grace and strength in our lives. Do we not? Amen? Amen. But do we? Have we truly grasped this concept of needing God's grace every single day, day to day? Now, unlike what some of us have been led to believe, grace is not a blanket of forgiveness which covers all of our shortcomings. Now, of course, it does come with forgiveness, but grace is far more than that. Grace picks us up. It grants us God's strength. It convinces us we can overcome the devil, and it commands us to live like Jesus. That is profound grace. Grace enables us to do what would be absurd to expect from weak, sinful people but that's how powerful God's grace is. Kids are one of the best examples of those who recognize their need for grace. Kids are less concerned than adults with DIY. They are. They just want results, and I appreciate that about kids. If I tell my kids to do it themselves, they look at me like, seriously, Dad, what are we paying you for then? (laughs) Regarding their food, their clothing, their shelter, kids don't feel the need to earn their own lifestyle. They're just content to have one. But when we get older, we all fall into this trap of wanting to be self-sufficient. We want our own wisdom, our own strength, our own ability to defend ourselves. And let's use men as an example, because I could poke fun at men because I am one. Men want to be strong, right? We want to have muscles, or at least appear like we do, so no one will mess with us. That's the guy mantra. And if we look at most prominent men in Hollywood, they all have muscles, right? Growing up, it was all about Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger, a.k.a. Rambo or the Terminator. Strength was glorified growing up. It still is. Men are told that being strong equates with being men. And guess what? I agree. I do. This is not one of those you're a man when you tap into your female side kind of talks. Men are supposed to be strong. They are. And so are women. Trust me, my wife is so much stronger than I am in many ways, and I see it every day. Janine is strong, but so am I in certain ways. God commanded Joshua in Joshua 1.9, who knows it, to be strong and courageous, right? Strength is good, whether you're male or female. God encourages us to have strength, as long as it's the right kind of strength. Because he also told Joshua in Joshua 1.9, Be strong and courageous, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. That's the right kind of strength. You see, there's two options for being strong. Number one, we can have our own strength. Or number two, we can use another's strength. And again, a true American might say, have your own strength. Pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. And to some degree, that's okay. It really is. And I like having muscles to some degree. I like having some self-sufficiency. I like to know that if someone breaks into my house, I can defend my family. I think that's a good thing. But just as it is with kids, being strong is not the point. The point is getting positive results. Regardless if we use our own strength or if we use someone else's strength. I want true strength. I want strength that holds up under intense pressure. If I can be truly strong on my own, great, I'll use my own strength. But if I can get strength from another who has more strength than I do, then of course it would be wise of me to use the best of strength available to me, correct? That's what a wise person would say. And let me prove this to you. Machines. Machines proves this concept. We are not, all of us, strong people on our own, are we? That's why there are machines. Let me use cars for an example, okay? cars are one of those things, like we have this concept called road rage. Anyone ever been a part of it? I'm not going to ask you which side. Um, But the concept of road rage is people feel empowered and strong behind their vehicle, right? Now, if I do the same thing on a road accidentally, cut somebody off, as I do in the grocery store, there's no such thing as grocery rage. Well, maybe there is. Maybe there is in our culture. But not quite as prominent as road rage. Road rage happens all the time, and I think I know why. I think it's because we feel empowered by our vehicles. I think our vehicles are strong. In fact, if you take one of those strong men in Hollywood, they're old now, but Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger are really strong going up, but I'm going to use them as an example. If you put me against one of those guys, I'm in big trouble, right? But if you put one of those guys against me in my car, things change, right? I possibly become stronger than one of those really strong guys. In fact, let me give you a personal example. The other day, I had a massive truck in front of me while I was driving. The truck was huge. It was loud. It was black, tinted out, had massive wheels, and it looked just genuinely scary. You ever seen one of these vehicles? Just really looked scary. It was one of those scary-looking vehicles. And I was thinking, that's probably one bad dude who's driving that car. I would not be wise to anger this person in any way. So I kept my distance. You know, let him, let him turn right, and, and I was staying out of his way. And then he did something interesting. He parked in downtown Littleton and got out of his massive truck. Suffice to say, he was less than intimidating when he got out of his huge truck because he was not a very big man. In fact, I was several inches taller than this man. And as I drove away, I had one lingering thought. That man is smart. He's smart. He is. He's not a large man, but his truck made me think that he was a large man. And if I had been put in a cage with this guy and we were forced to fight without cars, I probably could have taken this guy. But on the road, his car against my car was not even a contest. His massive truck against my nothing Honda Pilot would not be a fair fight. I would be stupid to mess with this guy on the road because his truck could probably swallow mine. And maybe you're seeing the concept. The tables turned because he had something stronger than I did. And what's the point? It's good to be strong. It really is. But the strongest people that I know are those who recognize they need strength from someone who is stronger than they are. Let me read you a passage from 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 8 to 10. Now in this passage, Paul is suffering. The Apostle Paul is suffering with what he calls a thorn in the flesh. And he was given this thorn in the flesh from God, allowed to give it from God. And it says a harassment of Satan to make Paul's life miserable. He allowed that to happen in Paul's life. And Paul says in verse 8, he says, Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that this thorn in the flesh should leave me. But God responded by saying, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in your weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, Paul says, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then I am content with weaknesses. I am content with insults, hardships, Persecutions and calamities, for when I, am re- when I am weak, then am I strong. The Rambos, Terminators, Jason Bournes, the rocks of this world tell us that we need innate strength strength of ourselves that can win all the battles. But the reality is, we're not that strong, are we? Not even the strongest of us are that strong. Not when compared to the devil and not when compared to the Almighty God. Real strength is when we get the help of someone truly strong. Now let's get back to our DIY concept. I would be a fool to consider myself capable of building a house. I am not capable of building my own house. That would not go well. But I do know some very capable people, even in this church, who I could ask for help from to build a house, and it would go much, much better. And I would appear possibly to the community, if I had a nice, strong, well-built home, that I had some competency in that department, even though I was not the primary reason the house came together. And the logic also works in reverse. If someone needed someone to teach a Bible study or have some spiritual counseling or do a funny icebreaker, they would be wise to ask someone like me because I have a specific set of skills and strength. No, I'm not Liam Neeson. Crossroads Church did a smart thing. They hired a pastor to pastor their church. They came and found a pastor who has experience and know-how of being a pastor. And that was smart. The search committee knew what they were doing by praying for and asking God for a man to help function as a pastor. And when I was going through the interview process about a year ago right now, I had many interviews at many different churches, and every single interview, they asked me this question. Almost every interview asked me this question, what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses? And the churches wanted to know if I thought myself capable of being a pastor or not by discovering where I was strong and where I was weak. But you know, according to what we just read, you know what the biblical answer to that question is? I'm weak in all areas. All of them. And I can be strong in all areas depending on how I work. If I use my own muscles, my own intellect, my own determination, I am one weak individual and one weak pastor. But if I utilize the strength, wisdom, and grace of God to pastor then literally nothing can stop me because the Almighty God is working through me. And then and only then does Crossroads Church have a competent pastor. By recognizing my limitations and my weaknesses, I actually become strong and wise by letting Jesus work through me. And the moment I rely on my own strength is the day we're all in trouble. So pray that your pastor relies upon Jesus. And I need to say say and pray the same thing for you as you pray for me. That we recognize we're not strong on our own and we need Jesus to work through us so that we can defeat the enemy. We don't need to DIY this Christian life. It's a deadly pitfall and trap of the devil to try to get us to do that. He's trying to weaken us by telling us how strong we are. Isn't that interesting? Don't listen to him. Jesus is strong. We don't need to be independently strong. We simply need the help of Jesus in every aspect of our lives and ministry. Only Jesus can help us accomplish God's will. Abiding in Jesus is the most powerful place to be because we force the devil to fight Jesus and not us. And he wants nothing to do with that fight. I promise you. The only question that remains for Crossroads Church is this. Will we fight in our own strength and be defeated? Because we will when we do. Or will we fight in the strength of Christ, of God, and mop the floor with the devil As Paul so eloquently stated, when I am weak, then I am strong. Thanks for listening to the Devotional podcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. Learn more about us at CrossroadsOfLittleton.com. Crossroads Church, seeking to shine the light and love of Jesus in the heart of New England.